Welcome to the Standard Bank Build Real Influence podcast series. I'm Dr. Zipozenkosi, a medical professional from KwaZulu-Natal, passionate about community medicine and women's health. I'm the owner of a small medical practice in Pietermaritzburg, which focuses on individualized holistic management. I'll be joined by young professionals all around South Africa who have made groundbreaking moves in their careers, and they'll be taking us through their journey in the professional space. Let's welcome Chipo Mashiatsidi, probably known as Chipo Nwana, who holds a bachelor's degree in economics from Drew University in the United States of America. Chipo graduated top of his class at Drew University, attaining his, de- his degree cum laude. Amongst his many roles, he owns a tech startup known as PowerPod and works as an avid social media influence. Thank you so much, Chipo, for joining us. Welcome. You're so welcome in this space. Um, we love to get to know you. We'd love to kind of stalk you a little bit, but we'd love to get to know you a little bit more as well. How are you and how have you been during these very unpredictable times? Awesome. What a fantastic introduction. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. How have I been <laughs> during these unprecedented times? It's been quite an interesting one. Um, first and foremost, financially, how have I managed to pivot? Um, how have I managed to reshape my understanding of the world and what we need? Most importantly, I think coronavirus served as a perfect opportunity for me to take a step back and, you know, take a look at what's really important, how I can reshape my businesses that I have on the side to better appeal to people and more than anything, how we can help uh, people in need. So that's been the biggest wake-up call during this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talking about, I mean, your side hustles, we've all had to tr- kind of try to to really dig deep and find our passions and our interests and then create those side hustles because of these unpredictable times. Yeah. Um, tell us about PowerPod, which I believe is one of your side hustles. Yeah. What inspired it and what what is it? You can just tell us a little bit about it. Awesome. So what PowerPod is, is a biodegradable uh, portable charger, which you can use to charge your iPhone or Android device up to 75% when you're on the go. The idea behind this came from when I'm out, I always love to capture the moment. And we know that using our phone battery, really using our phone camera, sorry, really, really gets at our battery and it leaves us with almost zero at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. leaving you in a very (laughs) tricky position. And I really hate that. And I'm really not a fan of whether I'm at a restaurant or at a bar or something, asking the barman behind me, hey, uh, do you mind charging my phone for me? I don't have that much trust. (laughs) So how could we wiggle and find something that works well, both for the consumer and both for the restaurant, allowing the restaurant to bar an additional source of income and whilst giving the consumer access to untapped uh, battery life and opportunity to capture the moments as much as they can. PowerPod was going really, really well. Coronavirus gave us a little bit of a a bump in the road. We figured that our best starting point would be festivals. People love taking photos and videos at festivals. But as we know, with big gatherings being put on hold, (laughs) that's, you know kind of put our business to a certain degree of halt, but it's allowed us to further research and development, which has been really great to allow us to put out the best product uh, possible when we're ready to, you know, hit the shores. Jeez, I I need that. 
where can I find it? <laughs> I mean, I find myself in such a sticky situation all the time where I'm like at a restaurant. Hey, I need to charge my phone. So I, I need that. Where can we find something like that? And also just if for somebody who doesn't know what biodegradable means, can you just elaborate quickly on what that is? Yeah. 100%. So where you can find it, we haven't launched as of yet. What we're looking for is a big test phase. Uh, we have all the survey research, but survey research doesn't matter until you have real physical in the wild numbers that we can back up, which we're looking for. So we were looking for a partner, a festival partner, which... Uh, I'll leave unnamed at the moment, uh, who is going to be our nice testing ground. So at the moment, we're looking for a new testing ground, whether it's a big restaurant, a bar that's back on its feet and operating at 100% capacity. So we can go out to, you know, a bigger, a bigger audience and say, hey, this really works well here. We are sure 100% that this could work well in your bar, restaurant, institution. And the next step from there would be taking it to airlines, a really, really big one mm. in South Africa. Our product is safe to take onto an airplane. Um, on our domestic flights, we know we can't charge. And sometimes I'm busy on my phone during my flights and I land with a battery that's near zero. I can't Uber, I can't make calls. Very, very tricky situation to be in. So it would be really, really lovely to offer consumers that option to purchase um, a portable battery on a flight. And to your second question, what does biodegradable mean? Biodegradable means that um, when you throw this product away, all elements of the product are able to be either recycled or naturally degrade into the environment. Our product has a 100% cardboard casing which is really funky your typical um, portable chargers usually have plastic casing or metal casing our battery inside is lithium iron which is 100% bio-friendly eco-friendly um, so a nice product overall if someone does end up throwing this in a for instance in a in a trash can it's able to be recycled which is really really important for us considering the eco-friendly times that we live in and the importance of putting the environment first. Mm. I absolutely love it. I love it, love it, love it. Thanks so much for that, Chipo. I mean, you're talking about your business having a little bit of a bump um, because of the pandemic. So which social economic issue do things speak to the most and how have you contributed towards mm -hmm. maybe solving it? Awesome. Um, so one thing that really, really speaks to me the most when it comes to socioeconomic issues, I feel as if our youth in South Africa are plagued by various issues, whether it be employment, seven out of 10 of the youth are unemployed. Um, a big thing for business owners, entrepreneurs and the youth, we don't have access to enough funding, we don't have access to enough business hubs, information, centers to share and bounce ideas. So for me, that's something that's really, really important. And it really has a close place into my heart. And it's actually inspired me to create another business where I can provide working capital solutions to businesses or small capital injections in exchange for equity, just to give small businesses, you know, that bump that they need to either get the ball rolling or that bump to get over 
the coronavirus hurdle, I think that's really, really important at a time like this where um, those things aren't readily available as much as we can to get people jumping onto that and contributing to that cause, I think will help our youth entrepreneurs and youth businesses go a long way. Entrepreneurs and the youth are the backbone of South Africa. We're up next. We need to make sure we have a strong foundation for when this country is placed into our hands. So um, I want to do my best to be able to contribute to um, that foundation going forward. That's incredible. Thanks so much for your contribution towards solving that kind of economic issue. It is it is a real issue and it is it is needing for us to really step up. So just talking about um, your your career and your main hustle, let me put it that way. <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about it and, and what it entails. Awesome. So I work for a global Global Bank, I work in a division called Trade and Treasury Solutions. We focus on two things in our division. Um, solutions when it comes to trade. At first, people will think trading as in uh, securities, but it's more of trade as in physical trade, uh, letters of credit and things like that. And then we get to the Treasury Solutions, which is where I specialize. Um, treasury solutions are cash management options for your world's biggest corporates, your Coca-Colas, Google. How do they manage their balance sheets? How do they manage to optimize their cash conversion cycle? Um, how do those businesses manage to send money all around the world in the most efficient manner possible? Uh, that's what I specialize in. Uh, at times, extremely technical, but I love that it allows for room for creativity. Um, in most businesses, looking across the board, um, issues may be slightly similar across, but with it only being slightly similar, it allows for creativity as multinational corporates aren't the same across the board. So it really allows me to tap into my creative side whilst mixing in my analytical side. And it's been awesome. A lot of tech exposure, a lot of financial exposure. It's been absolutely amazing thus far. Yeah. Amazing. You have quite the financial background and quite the financial knowledge. So for somebody listening in, in this podcast, what do you think they can learn from maybe your best and your worst financial decision? Good question there. <laughs> uh, let's start off with the sour stuff. <laughs> let's, start, let's start off with worst financial decisions. Um, worst financial decisions would be um, a very long time ago, I used to operate without keeping a strong hold on my finances. You know, that, that term of like swiping and closing your eyes and not necessarily budgeting, that is not the way to go about things at all. Um, I'd highly recommend having a strong hold on your finances, budgeting, 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 living within your means. And most importantly, um, I'd like to remind people that in financial life, this financial life of yours, it's really a super long marathon. Every cent that you save makes um, a really big difference when it's compounded and multiplied. Um, a, little, a little bit of saving every day amounts to a lot in the future. Um, I'd strongly advise people to get familiar with investment options. Of course, start off with your vanilla savings accounts. Don't be afraid to reach out and get, you know, 
financially approved advice on whether it be offshore accounts, whether it be offshore equities or South African equities, or if you want super spicy stuff like derivatives, don't be afraid to get advice. 10 times out of 10, people are more than willing to um, help out and talk about what they do. And that will always give you a leg up when it comes to setting up your financial foundation. So if I was to sum it up in one word or one phrase, um, take ownership of your financial future. Ownership, 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 100%. And your best financial decision? Um, best financial decision would be um, slightly complex, but I have um, decided to invest very, very, very aggressively into equities. What has formed that decision is I would categorize myself as being high risk when it comes to investment. I view myself as high risk because I can put money away for a long time and I don't necessarily have a need to tap into it immediately. What that means is it allows my money that I've invested to be exposed to extreme volatility. With it being exposed to extreme volatility means that, okay, it may go down um, 5% in two months, right? But this is money that we're putting away for the long term, right? Like if you're buying some Tesla stocks or something, it may be 5% down um, in two months or so, but give it a couple of months, you may be 15% up. Um, a prime example of that is on my personal tech portfolio. Last year, despite the pandemic, tech did very, very well overall. And on my tech portfolio, we've made over 90% return. So taking a really, really aggressive stance on high-risk equities has been one of my uh, best financial decisions I've made so far. But of course, like everything else, it took baby steps to get there and be able to open up to that risk. Thanks, Chippo. I've actually learned a thing or two myself as well. Um, but I think I'm more proud of myself for kind of following along with the financial terms. I'm actually quite proud. I, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay, Chippo. So, so do you think then it's wise for a young professional like yourself to have the Standard Bank professional banking account and why? I think it's extremely wise to get your hands onto that uh, Standard Bank account. Um, so for a couple of reasons, as I said, a big key here would be having view and ownership of your finances. And in the journey of having ownership of your finances, advice is key. The account allows for you to have a private banker, for you to tap into, ask questions, get advice on your finances and take control of your financial future. So I highly, highly recommend. Mm, thanks so much, Chippo, for that. So just to reel back a little bit, um, what was your childhood like? And do you think your childhood maybe may have had an impact on what kind of career choice you were going to go into? 100%. Funny story is <laughs> when we had, um, what do they call it, career day or whatever mm. they call it, you know, when you're in grade one. Yes. Um, when I went, I said, hey, I want to be like my dad. I want to be a a businessman like give me a briefcase give me a shirt and a suit i don't know what a businessman does but i want to be a businessman <laughs> so having um financial in influence and impact from my family i think led a long way into my career path choices my father was in the same field so i think it definitely had an impact 
Um, also, when it comes to personal investment and, you know, trying to create generational wealth and having those steps laid out, um, both my father and my mother had an extremely big influence on on that part of my life, which I've carried out uh, throughout. That's beautiful. I mean, you're quite also the the social media influencer and you've quite, got quite an, a, a beautiful presence on social media. How do you strike that balance between work, you know, your side hustles, influencing on social media? How do you do it and what is your driving force? Mm-hmm. So I always believe that work is work 100% of the time. Great, but always have some time to spare if your pleasurable time can mix into a side hustle. Like for me, taking videos of my friends and I going out on outings turned into a social media side hustle, which can benefit all of us. I think that's what it's all all about. Find, you know, ways in which you can turn your pleasure into maybe additional sources of income. And then it doesn't feel like as much of a strain. And also... Don't hesitate to take a break. Breaks are very important. Don't avoid burnout. Um, if you don't take a break, it doesn't allow you put, to put your best foot forward when you step back into the office on Monday where you have to be the most um, proficient. So I advise that your fun time is your fun time and your break time. If you do want to mix in a little bit of business, don't hesitate to, but it should stay fun time at all times in that break time so you can put your best foot forward when it's time to step into the office. Mm, yeah, amazing. But you also the quite the photographer on social media. I mean, I think that you should make that your side hustle. <laughs> That's beautiful photos. <laughs> it's not me. It's the phones that do all the work, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> no, but I mean, look at us. We have probably the same phone, but I don't think my photos come out the same. <laughs> um, but in your Instagram bio, you describe yourself as a wealth creator. How do you do this? And, and what does that mean? So in my opinion, True, true wealth, I would describe as maximizing your non-financial utility. What that means is everything that is non-financially dependent, how can you maximize that in your life? How can you maximize your pleasure? You can have all the money in the world, but if you have no time to enjoy it with your friends, family, create opportunities for others, you're kind of in a dead end in, in my view. So in my opinion, how can I take what I have, the knowledge I have from working in different fields, from being exposed through tech, finance, equities, wealth management, take that and help not only create wealth for myself um, through different avenues, but help create wealth for others. So in my opinion, that's what a wealth creator is. Wealth shouldn't just be tied to finances, even though, you know, finances are some trips and drives in there. We need a a holistic approach. (laughs) Jeez, that's what I'm all about as well, you know, holistic approach to life. So that's mm-hmm. really interesting. And your take on it is, is really, is really interesting. So just, I mean, one last question. I'm sure a lot of us are, are wanting to know you, you're doing so much and it doesn't really seem like you even have 24 hours in a day, um, but you're able to pack everything into, into your day and achieve so much in just 24 hours. So what does your average day look like? I mean, walking in Chippo's shoes, what does he do when he wakes up um, at 12 o'clock? Do you take a break? How do you mm-hmm. sleep? You know, what happens in, in, your, in your average day? Um, my average day is slightly wild. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but for me, I'm really, really a big fan of 
maximizing as many hours as I can get my hands on in a day. So typical day for me would be waking up at four, taking a quick drive to the gym and I'll gym for maybe two hours or so. I like to run, clear my mind. I feel like it gives me that boost that I need to take on the day. Um, always for me, I feel like if I can get over the first hill in the day, it gives me the gas to attack everything else everything else in the day with that same vigor and energy. So from four to six, it'll be in the gym, I'll shower up, and I like to have a portion, whether it be 45 minutes to an hour of just me time prior to heading into the office. So during me time, I can either be, or let's, let's describe it like this, I'll be doing what I feel I need to recharge my soul on that day. So whether it be reading, whether it be connecting with a friend over FaceTime in a different time zone, whatever I need to give me that extra juice in my battery, I make sure I have that hour. And then when it comes to my work days, my work days are pretty long. So I'll either be working from home or in the office for the majority of the day till around about six o'clock or so. Um, with a 45-minute lunch break. As soon as I get home, I make sure to prioritize some family time. Um, family time, very, very important. Dinner with the family. And on top of that, post, right before I go to bed, I like to handle some admin, personal work admin, um, whether I'm doing research for my businesses, getting into contact with some people who can help me when it comes to um, extending out those capital working solutions. But very, very light work before I go to bed. I've, I'm of the belief that if you put your brain into overdrive right before you sleep, it uh, deteriorates your quality of sleep. It makes mm -hmm. it tough. It feels like you're going to bed with an engine that's hot. <laughs> and, and, every, and every day, all the hours of sleep count. So I really like to ease myself into bed um, to make sure those rest hours count. So that's what a typical day looks like. Um, yeah. Did I hear you correctly when you said you wake up at 4 a.m.? Yes, indeed. It sounds it sounds Jeez, crazy. Man. It sounds crazy, but it's actually not that bad. I, I throw myself out of bed. I put on some music, you know, get changed for the gym. So it's 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 actually not too bad once you throw yourself out of bed. And okay, if you, you, you say need, so. You need to have an alarm that you get along with. If you have one of those quack, 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 you're going to hate <laughs> it. You need something, you know, wake you up nice and soft. <laughs> well, I'm sure also when you when the country's open and everything's open, because you're quite the traveler, you'll definitely be taking use of the Standard Bank, you know, lounge passes and all the different airports. Um, yeah, and so it's it's been so amazing having you on this platform. I've loved chatting to Chipo and getting to know you a little bit more. All the best for all your future endeavors. And yeah, all the best even with your with your business. Um, it's been great chatting to you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It's been an absolute blast. Thank you for listening to our Standard Bank Build Real Influence podcast series. Standard Bank. It can be. Standard Bank is an authorized financial services and registered credit provider.